All right, welcome everybody. I'm excited. I have Zen Honeycutt. She's the founding executive director of Moms Across America. And I'm excited to have her on the show and find out what Moms Across America is all about, how she is impacting uh, the people around her. Uh, Zen Honeycutt, welcome to the show. Thank Good to have you here. Good to have you here. I'm excited about Moms Across America. What is Moms Across America and how did you get involved? Oh, well, Moms Across America is a national coalition of unstoppable moms. We are a 501c3 nonprofit and our mission is to educate and empower mothers and others with actions and solutions to create healthy communities. I like that. Mothers and others. <laughs> unstoppable, unstoppable moms, man. Let me tell you, uh, moms are unstoppable. Uh, you know, uh, when you think of moms, uh, you know, there's that, there's that, um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, it's a Pixar movie, The Incredibles, right? And you have Elastigirl. Oh. <laughs> and I thought that was such a great metaphor for moms, right? Because they are stretching in multiple great directions. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, as men, uh, we tend to be so, uh, what do you call it, one-tracked, right? We go to work, we come home. Uh, sometimes we, we, you know, we, we might go, uh, uh, we might be involved in Little League or something, but we tend to do one thing at a time where moms seem to be doing multiple things yeah. simultaneously. Uh, it's a very tough job being a full-time mom. I, you know, I'm always amazed. We operate in different ways. Men are single, mostly single-focused. Women are diffuse-focused. You know, we got to keep our eyes on many different things at a time. Both work, and we need both. Uh, but we, we moms, are focused on mostly the health and well-being of our children, and yes. so, and we also buy 85% of the food. Yes. And, and I wanted to, you know, along with a whole group of other fantastic moms, wanted to make an in, a difference in the food supply and the health of America. So we chose to focus on moms across America and amplify the voice of the moms. I love it. I love it. All right. So how did you get involved? Well, I actually created Moms Across America back in November of 2012 after Prop 37 when we failed the, the when the GMO labeling initiative failed. Mm. And about two days later, I started thinking of how can we make a difference? How can we reach as many people as possible in the shortest amount of time and raise awareness about GMOs, genetically modified organisms that were in our food? Because I suspected that they were related to my children's life-threatening um, allergies, their autism symptoms, their autoimmune issues. And turns out that, unfortunately, I was correct. Once I eliminated GMOs from their food supply and we went organic, their symptoms almost completely went away. And so I wanted other people to know about this and initiated a Moms Across America march to label GMOs in our 4th of July parades. And so we had 179 groups join into 4th of July parades, reaching thousands locally and millions nationally in a single day. And it went on from there. Since then, we've had over 600 leaders create over 1,000 events in all 50 states. And we continue to reach millions of people every month on social media and uh, throughout you know, movies and webinars and podcasts and things like that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. You know, I'm so glad that you guys are focused on GMOs. It is uh, something that most people are not aware about. They don't understand 
the implications of GMO. So I definitely want to do a, a deep dive on this. Uh, it, it's, it's something that, uh, like you, I believe that it is impacting not only our children, our children's health and development, but all of us, right? Because yes. you know this is this is this just builds up in our bodies, and we're not uh, we're not really sure what it's going to do. Then, of course, you have these massive organizations who deny, 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 and the worst part about it is because we are a capitalistic society they get away with it because they pay the, the, uh, they pay the lobbyists to change the laws, to, to try to hide this information. It is grotesque, uh, by any, by any measure. Um, so I'm glad that you guys are doing this. And, uh, so let's talk about this, uh, right before the show, you, you mentioned that there were some updates and some things that you really wanted to focus on. So let's start with what you, what your, let's say your hit list. Let's talk about the first thing that you wanted to kind of, uh, uh, yeah. Well, the, the first thing is that on May 18th, the public should know that our USDA decided to no longer regulate GMOs. And this is very concerning because these genetically modified organisms, there's three different kinds. One is where the toxin is built right in, the pesticide is inside the soy or the corn so that when the bug eats it, its stomach explodes. And, and that so that the pesticide is in the plant. The second one is that the GMO is genetically engineered to resist an herbicide so that the crop can be sprayed and the weeds die, but the crop does not. The corn or the soy, you know, continues to to live and we consume it. The problem is, you know, the plant is Roundup ready, but we're not Roundup ready. Right. And so we consume that those glyphosate residues, which glyphosate is the main chemical that we're going to talk about that's in Roundup. And so the. That second uh, GMO also is not being regulated. And then the third type of GMO is the one that I call DT or desired trait. And that's like an apple that won't show the browning or a potato that will mask the browning of the rotting of the potato. So it's still rotting. You just don't see it. So those three types of, and that includes CRISPR and gene editing. Those are the new, the new GMO 2.0s. So the USDA just decided that they will allow GMO companies to self-determine whether or not they want to regulate GMOs. So they can file if they want to, they don't have to file if they don't want to. And the, the USDA is definitely not going to regulate um, the gene editing and the CRISPR GMOs. So this is extremely concerning and not just for on a health standpoint, but also on an international trade standpoint. I don't know that many other countries that are going to want to import our uh, agriculture products if we're not regulating, if we're not saying this is safe, this is, you know, and, and distinguishing what's GMO and what's not. Then the second issue is that on May May um, 22nd, the FDA determined that during the COVID shutdown, food companies could switch out ingredients on the food products without changing the labels. And these ingredients could be need to be less than 2%. And they say that they need to not be the allergenic type of ingredients like soy or corn. However, right. they did say that they could switch out things that are similar, like sunflower oil for canola oil. Now, there could be people allergic to canola oil. I don't know. Like, I know somebody who's allergic to black pepper. If they switch that out in the spices without saying, they could die. So this is a very serious issue. Our FDA and our USDA have pretty much taken hands off the food supply 
and they're allowing the food companies to do whatever they want. And that's an extremely dangerous public health issue. Yeah, absolutely. And this is exactly what, you know, what I was talking about, this capitalistic society where money determines this. This is all um, this is about the money. And, and so for anybody listening to us today or, uh, you know, do your own research. You don't have to take our word for it. Do your own research. The way it typically works, first of all, the USDA and the FDA are like a lot of government uh, agencies. They're underfunded, overworked. But the real insidious, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, elements behind the USDA and the FDA is that we as consumers, we are led to believe that they're an independent agency and that they're looking out for us. And that's no longer the case, as you mentioned. You know, so what happens, what we've seen time and time again is people who used to be the director or or the person in charge of the FDA or the USDA either will go to work for some of these big companies or have worked for some of these big companies. And it's just rotating back over and over again. And so, you know, again, it's like the, what is it? The, the old adage, the, the fox watching the hen house, yeah. you know, it, you know, there's really no protection for us consumers. We have to do our own homework. And, and, you know, the, the stuff is just to me is out of control. It, it is just, I, I cannot as a human, I can't wrap my head around why another human would put us into harm's way and, and feel good about it. How do these people sleep at night? It just it, it just boggles my mind. Yeah, it's mind boggling. And and more than even doing our own homework, we we have to actively participate in making sure that we're not being brainwashed. I mean, if you turn on the TV and you see all of the different commercials, you'll see 70% of the commercials are big pharma. And these are these big pharma companies are sister companies of the chemical companies which make the GMOs and the pesticides that harm us. For instance, AstraZeneca makes um, about uh, 400 different medications that treat the very same symptoms that its sister company, Syngenta, which is now owned by big uh, China, a chemical company in China, that, that causes those very same health issues. So it's a perfect profit circle for them. They make us sick and then they make us quote unquote better. And then they show commercials on TV with the junk food that they want you to eat commercial after commercial. And then right after that is, are the chemical companies selling the big pharma, you know, the, the depression medications or whatever. So uh, we, you have to actively make sure that you are not being brainwashed in today's media. So I'm very happy that you're on to bring people the, the information that they need to hear. Absolutely. And I want to, you know, I want to talk about uh, something that you mentioned at the top of the show is, is that, you know, you uh, had, uh, you had some children that had some uh, severe allergies and, and, and some other issues. Uh, so talk about, uh, what you experienced with your kids and then kind of uh, give us the before and after uh, before uh, you know, you became aware of it. And then after, uh, after you got them off and uh, off some of these GMOs, talk about this. Yeah. So before my son was, I had multiple allergies. My eldest son, he almost died on Thanksgiving evening because of a pecan and the stuffing. Now we had a hint that he had a nut allergy, but we weren't sure whether it was a dog reaction because he had was touching a dog at the same time as he ate a walnut. So we thought he had an allergic reaction. We did have an EpiPen with us. We were able to save his life at that time. 
Um, however, my other sons also developed multiple allergies. My middle son later on developed autism symptoms. And we were like, what the heck is going on? You know, and because my husband and I never had those health issues. So when we found out about GMOs through Jeffrey Smith and Robin O'Brien and, you know, several movies and books out there, we realized this has got to be it. We took them off GMOs within four months. My son with the allergies was dramatically better. And then after going completely organic, my son who had the autism symptoms within six weeks, he was dramatically better and uh, his autism symptoms have not come back. So we've been able to recover all of our children from their health issues through diet and through addressing the gut microbiome, you know, good, right. healthy, you know, fermented foods, probiotics, things like that. And, 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 and other issues too, mental health issues can be relieved by this, you know, obesity, diabetes, many, most of the issues that are plaguing America today can be resolved simply by changing your diet. And I know most people do not want to do that right now during the shutdown, the lines for Jack in the box and Krispy Kreme donuts have been around the block. It's, it's like they're holding a festival there every day. And I see some people, I take walks now and I'm starting to notice neighbors and even myself a little bit, but most people are gaining weight now. They're, we are snacking, we are comfort eating. That's not going to help our immune systems, especially if we're eating sugary, you know, food. Right. So we really want to pay attention to what we're eating right now. Absolutely. You know, what was so funny, even I think like within the first week or two of the shutdown, there was a bunch of memes all over social media, people talking about how much weight they were going to gain. They were already, you know, uh, yeah, they were planning on gaining weight and stuff like that. And it's just, I just thought that was so funny that, Hey, I'm setting, you know, you're setting yourself up for, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know what you want to call it failure or you're, or you're prophesying your, your weight gain. It's like, come on, you're, you're still in control of what you eat or how much you yeah. eat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but back to uh, your experience, mm -hmm. it's amazing to me. Uh, you know, this is not an isolated uh, situation. Uh, I had a, a friend of mine who uh, his parents are are very, uh, you know, he uh, what do you call it? They're they're elderly, they're, and and dad was suffering from a type of uh, you know he was like uh, uh, heading down towards dementia. I mean, I, he was in that Alzheimer type of of tunnel, if you will. Um, mom was also having some uh, issues with uh, just behavior, mood swings, if you will. And so uh, he became their caregiver and got him off all junk food, uh, removed as much sugar out of the house as possible. Um, and, and just like you, he started feeding him organic food. Uh, dad uh, mentally rebounded um, almost almost within like two or three weeks. He was just back to being sharp and and having, you know, his his uh, uh, would call it same personality. The same thing with mom. Her mood swings were gone. And, and so this affects all of us, not just again, not just young people, but all of us. And we're sometimes not aware of it. And we have become uh, used to as well as addicted to, you know, you mentioned Jack in a Box and supersize and fast food. And, and you know, my wife and I, uh, we are empty nesters. And even, you know, even with all the information that we know, we sometimes like we're so tired. We are so, you know, we just don't want to cook. Yeah. So what do we do? Well, we, we either go pick it up or we door dash it or whatever. And, and now we don't buy 
junk food per se or fast food per se, but we're still ordering from a restaurant. And mm -hmm. even though the restaurant uh, may not take as many shortcuts as a fast food, uh, they're still using a lot of the same products. They're still getting their food from the same people that deliver to these fast food organizations. So we know that we are uh, putting ourselves at risk. Now, we don't overdo it. We might do that once or twice a week, and then we repent, we feel guilty, and then we go back to eating uh, better. But, you know, back to what you said, we as a society don't want to do it. We want, yeah. first of all, we don't, you know, we, we, want, we want it, uh, and then when the symptoms come up, we want to pill for it. Uh, we, we are kind of our own worst enemies. Yeah, well, you, we shouldn't have to be so vigilant and scared of the food that we order from a restaurant could harm us, that it's going to be GMO oils, you know, fried in uh, get GMO oils with, wrapped with bread that's been sprayed with glyphosate because we know glyphosate is a drying agent that they use on wheat and peas and beans and legumes. We shouldn't have to be scared of that. We shouldn't have to say, well, we can only support an organic restaurant. The problem is, is that so many of these restaurants and grocery stores and, you know, school lunches have been, you know, okay food, but now they're dangerous. The food is actually dangerous because the food producers, the, these GMO companies, these chemical companies have taken over, monopolized the food supply and have only made GMO seeds available to most of the farmers in the Midwest. So they only have those seeds in most cases. Now it's, it's getting better and they are able to access some non-GMO seeds, but you see what I'm saying? There is a shortage that, that the major crops now in America, corn and soy and sugar beets and all that are anywhere between 85 to 100% GMO. Yeah. So even and, if these restaurants wanted to, it's very difficult for them to get a hold of, uh, you know, these organic sources. So that's why we at Moms Across America are raising awareness and we've got campaigns going on. And one of them I want to pitch is on our website, on momsacrossamerica.org, on our blog. And you can contact the top 10 food producers right now. And you can tell them, we need you to do a better job than the FDA, right? And the USDA. We need you to make sure that you're sourcing food that's non-GMO. We need you to make sure that you're not switching out ingredients on your labels right now. We need you to make a statement by June 19th that your company is not going to do what the USDA and the FDA just said that you could do, which is have fraudulent labels. We need to make right. sure that you maintain integrity and safety in the food supply. So if you go to momsacrossamerica.org, you can do something about that so that eventually you don't have to be so stressed out when you order food from the restaurant. Well, cool. and, 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 you know, the, and here's the deal. This is the, the uh, what do you call it? Uh, I believe, I believe it was ConAgra who, um, you know, was uh, the individual company behind uh, today's wheat, which is 100% GMO, right? They, they redesigned the well, DNA and wheat. No, no, the wheat is not GMO. The wheat is hybrid right now. It's okay, a hybridized, hybrid. yeah. They, they, tried, they did make GMO wheat and it did contaminate. So it is, it's possibly out there, but it's not authorized to be out there. Yeah, but they hybridized the wheat and they did put in gliadine, which is I'm sure what you were getting to, which is a modern protein, which wasn't there in ancient grains. And it right. does instigate people. It, it can in, in, um, compel them to eat up to 400% more. It's like they, they, it drives wow. their, yeah, their, their need for more, uh, you know, more wheat or more food or food. Uh, right. It, yeah. And, and, and what's interesting to me is, you know, this, 
we've had an epidemic of people who are uh, uh, what's the what's the celiac disease? Is that right? Gluten free yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and that to me, to me, my opinion is that it's a direct cause of the fiddling that they've done with you know the wheat, right? Yeah. So they changed yeah. it. They they they've, you know, they changed or it, they and, it. it and now we're having all these problems. Yeah. And they spray it with glyphosate as a drying agent. So that what people know is their backyard weed killer roundup, which you've been seeing commercials now and Monsanto is being sued right. for our cancer, you know, the connection to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and the plaintiffs are winning over $2 billion. They've won so far. Well, that main chemical ingredient glyphosate, though, that those glyphosate herbicides are being sprayed on wheat as a drying agent and it doesn't wash, dry or cook off. So if you are eating non-organic wheat, you are likely consuming glyphosate, especially uh, in America and in Canada. They spray an awful lot in the northern areas of uh, the United States and Canada. Now, they've made an effort to go away from that. So hopefully this year and maybe next year, we'll st- if people continue doing testing, we'll start to see less and less glyphosate on our wheat. Um, because especially Italian grandmas in Italy have said, we don't want glyphosate on our wheat and Canada exports to Italy. So they have not been spraying as much glyphosate there, but that still is a risk. And that's why I only buy organic uh, grains and or also um, ancient grains. Ancient grains don't have that that gliadine in it and are much healthier for you. And um, that's examples are like Ezekiel and spelt and Kamut grains, things like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So this is to me just an extraordinary thing. And and you're right. It wasn't ConAgra. It was Monsanto that that uh, uh, that fiddled with the wheat and they and they own Roundup and all this other stuff. And and again, it, it goes back to that that never ending circle where they they first uh, uh, mutate the, the wheat, if you will. And then they add and then and then, of course, then uh, they use other chemicals, as you said, as drying agents or or, um, you know, maybe to help it grow faster. One of my biggest concerns is that as we as a society switch more and more to organic foods you know there's already there's already a fight to uh mislabel um uh, you know as you've already stated uh, uh mislabel foods and where they come from and there's um i think they're they may have passed it uh, i know that uh there was a couple of uh politicians that were trying to pass a law where um the uh the food origin did not have to be um, labeled. So that means that we could get food from China, which, Mm -hmm. you know, there's almost a hundred percent chance it's going to be toxic. Uh, China is a, is, is a just a terrible citizen. And, you know, you you look at all the stuff that we've gotten from China, toxic toothpaste, toxic toys, toxic lumber, toxic sheetrock, (laughs) toxic honey, you know, what are the chances of them playing by the rules? It's like zero. And, and, but yet we, again, as a, as a country, continue to do business with them because it's profitable. Yeah, well, they're not known for their safety standards. Yeah. And I've been to China and a lot of good people there, but the safety standards are not at the, the top, the highest. And the one thing that I'm especially concerned about coming from China is chicken. We have a, a history here in America of feeding our chicken. And, and so the source the ha- start, starts here, though. I, I know somebody from Moms Across America whose husband is a truck driver, and he had to get a hazmat license in order to transport chicken feed 
because it was so high in arsenic levels. Now, mind you, these chicken feed is sprayed with glyphosate as a drying agent, and there right. has been found arsenic in Roundup. So that could be one of the contributing factors. They could also be adding more arsenic. I don't know. But right. uh, so these chickens are eating high levels of arsenic and other toxic chemicals, glyphosate, and then they have to give them all kinds of antibiotics because they, they, you're destroying their gut biome and they, you know, they're, they're off balance. So then they have very high levels of E. coli that's resistant Ugh. to antibiotics. Then we eat that and women especially get very horrible UTIs because E. coli is what calls, causes the urinary tract infections. Mm. And that are very resistant to antibiotics. So, um, so I never eat non-organic chicken out, never. And yeah. I've experienced way too many uh, bad side effects from that. So, and, and a lot of that chicken goes to China and is processed in China and then comes back. So if you're consuming chicken from a restaurant, um, you could be consuming highly contaminated chicken. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And it, it, to me, it's, uh, it's gotten so bad. I, I'm so paranoid. I've, I've, uh, you know, I stay away from meat generally. Mm -hmm. I stay away from dairy generally. Uh, I am, you know, I'm, I am, what do you call it? Uh, without meaning to be, I became a vegan, um, you know, just because some of the stuff that you talked about. I mean, yeah. I had a, a, a very good friend of mine who happened to be a dairy farmer and he gave me the tour and he told me all the stuff that they do. And it's like, after that, I, I, I stopped consuming dairy. <laughs> it was, you know, it, if you want to have your eyes open, go to a dairy farmer and, and have them give you that tour. It, it, it To me anyway, it's like, okay, I'm not having any more of this. It's just, it, like you said, they, they, they do so many things to that animal to keep it, to optimize the animal. And then of course they give it uh, uh, the vaccinations and, and all the other different, uh, 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 what do you call it? Medicines, it, you know, it's just amazing. All right. So let me ask you this. What can we do to avoid consuming some of this junk? Well, you can number one, buy organic. And if you can find organic and non-GMO on the same package, that's great because organic means no GMOs and no toxic chemicals, but they don't test. They don't regularly test for GMOs or toxic chemicals. And non-GMO project verified means no GMOs and they do test for GMOs. Um, but they don't require no toxic chemicals. So you've got to kind of have both. Now, we at Moms Across America have taken matters into our own hands, and we've created the Moms Across America Gold Standard. So if you go to our website, you can look at that. We are asking people to encourage food producers to also uh, take steps to achieve our gold standard. And there's three different tiers, three, four, and five gold stars. It's not on the grocery stores yet. It's taking a long time. This COVID thing has you know, definitely thrown a wrench in the gears. Um, but we are encouraging food producers to take these steps because not only because do we want you to get verified with us, even if you don't, we want food companies to take these steps so that we can make sure that the, the food on the grocery store shelves is not only good for our families, but it's good for the planet. And we need this in order to, to survive as a human species. We need food producers and all producers and manufacturers to be responsible for how they are, um, you know, producing products and making sure that the impact on the planet isn't poisoning us and killing us. So you can buy organic, non-GMO, um, know your farmer. If you, if you, the labels don't even matter if you know your farmer, your farmer right. may not be organic, 
but they may be beyond organic even. So just had a great conversation with Joel Salatin and, and Dr. Sina McCullough yesterday regarding their new book called Beyond Labels. And if you know your farmer, you know, and you know that they're doing good practices, uh, support them and tell your friends about them and buy your food from the local farmer's market, buy direct. And, and of course, grow your own food as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was going to say that, I, we have a, a dear friend of ours and they grow a lot of their own food. They make their own honey. Um, and and it, at first it sounds like a lot of work, but it's really not that, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, they're a family of four uh, and they get all their vegetables from their garden. Uh, they have chickens. They have like only five or six chickens. They get all their eggs from their chickens. Um, and it's like, uh, I think it was less than a hundred dollars to get a, a hive started mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and it'll, it'll last for a fairly long time. Um, and, and it's just, you know, he, he enjoys doing it. It's kind of a hobby for him and stuff like that, but it's really not that hard. Uh, you know, for a long time, my wife and I used to have a vegetable garden and we used to grow our own garden, uh, own vegetables. And it's back to what you said, knowing your farmer, knowing exactly where it's at, man, that makes a world of a difference. Plus, it's something that your kids really get uh, to enjoy because it, there's something very satisfying about growing your own food, harvesting your own food. Um, you know, the kids brag about, you know, grabbing, you know, pulling their own vegetables out of the garden yeah. and stuff like that. It, it, it's, it can be a very fun family oriented affair. Yes. Yes. My, my kid just picked some green beans yesterday and we enjoyed it. And, you know, it, it does make a difference that they grew it. They helped to plant it and water it. And uh, we want to do more of that. That's my dream is to get a little homestead, get some land and be able to do more of, of growing our own food. And so hopefully we'll be doing that soon. Um, but yes, that's, that's one of the big things to do. And then, you know, also make sure to to limit exposure to EMFs to get high hardwired. That helps your immune system. That helps. Um, I know a lot of people have gone organic and their kids still have autism symptoms. But then when they got them off, they hardwired so that their electric devices weren't you know blasting them with EMFs. Then they were able to really uh, achieve the success they wanted to achieve. So um, you want to look at those other factors. Get out in nature. Get your feet in the dirt. Get good microbiomes from. Try to change your locations. I know a lot of people aren't traveling right now, but if you can get to the beach or to the forest, a place where you are inhaling other types of microbes, which will reset your immune system. And yeah, so, yeah there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things. And of course, watch funny movies and try to get away from the news so much and laugh and you know just exercise and and get outside with your kids, make art, do things that uh, really boost your immune system. Right now, it's an, it's important time to be super mindful because. You just, you just, you just don't know. I, I, right. There's a reason why America has been most hard hit by COVID, and and I, I don't think it's just, um, you know, mislabeling in the the the, the hospitals, you know, saying that a, a case is COVID when it's not. I don't think that a hundred thousand cases are completely that, you know, like mislabeling of COVID. I do think that COVID is real. It's happening, and there's a reason why we're more hard hit, and that's because in America we are not taking the steps to boost our immune system the way that other countries do. For instance, in China and uh, Japan and Korea, where they were not as hard hit, uh, they eat fermented foods with almost every meal. They put in good bacteria into their gut, which boosts their immune, immune systems. Uh, they don't eat fast food at the level that we do, right? They, they don't eat as much sugar as we do. So that those are some things to consider cutting back on to boost your immune system to stay healthy.
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, getting outside, getting that uh, natural sunlight, some some vitamin D that way is, yeah. is awesome. I love those suggestions about going to different places and, and um, you know, breathing in some different microbes. Uh, something that I learned going to the farmer's market, our local farmer's market, something that you probably know that I didn't know, but I'll share it with people here is that, you know, it, you know, one of the things that you can do to uh, boost your immune system is you go get some local organic honey because it's that honey is going to be uh, would have been created by the local uh, uh, what do you call it fauna the yeah. floral or whatever and so it helps you with your immune system for that environment so if all of a sudden you're moving from let's say Phoenix to Houston and all of a sudden you notice that your your allergies are maybe uh, mm -hmm. in high gear go get some you know, local, local Houston honey, and it'll, and it'll help you, uh, what do you call it? Uh, reboot your system a little bit to the, to the, to the new environment. So there's a lot of things that we can do to boost our, our immune system. And I love your idea of using hard wires. Uh, a lot of my friends have the wireless headsets and, you know, and I avoid that for the same reason that you suggested. It's yeah. just something else Get one of these. There it's you go. Adapter. You can plug your you can plug your cell phone into it, and you can be hardwired. You can do the same thing for your laptop, and you're going to reduce. I mean, above ten is harmful. Over a thousand is extreme when you measure the EMFs. And a cell phone when it's playing a video, I I checked it out. It's playing two. It's a it maxed out at two point five million megahertz. Um, my, oh, sorry, microwatts. And so that exposure is extremely harmful to our children and to your reproductive organs, uh, to your nervous system. And so you want to make sure to reduce exposure to EMFs as much as possible. Get hardwired. And please also go to our website, momsacrossamerica.org, and check out the under action. We have a stop 5G grids and get involved in your local area to prevent the construction of the four slash 5G small cell facilities, which they want to put up every 500 feet, every wow. 500 feet, folks. And they could be 12 feet outside of your bedroom window. And that wow. would be constant radiation that you will not be able to avoid or turn off. And um, not only will uh, it allow you to download movies faster, which is what they're promoting it for, but it will allow the companies to upload your data. So yeah. they're uploading what you're buying, how often you're buying it. They're, and they're trying to create smart grids where, you know, your city and your phone and your laptop and your refrigerator and your coffee maker are all connected. And so they can gather your data for marketing purposes. But uh, the impact on us is, is very dangerous and harmful um, EMF. So go to our website, momsacrossamerica.org and click on action and stop 5G grids to find out more about what you can do about that. Yep. I love it. Momsacrossamerica.org. Check them out. Zen Honeycutt, thank you so much for stopping by and sharing today. Thank you, Bert. Thank you to all your, your viewers as well. Thank you so you much. Bet. Take care.